You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hello, hello, hello. We are doing a rare middle of the day recording, which is a little bit strange for us, but we had on an amazing new mom who was working with our schedule. So she was recording in the middle of the day in her car so the baby wouldn't cry in the pouring down rain. And it was a little bit of a struggle for her, I'm sure. And so we're just so thankful that she joined us. So please, when you're listening to this episode, really just try to focus on what we're talking about. And just remember, we've all been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I definitely, she she's amazing. And everything that she had to say was so beautiful. And I have been in my car with the crying baby trying to multitask many a time. <laughs> yeah, total boss lady move. I appreciate she fit us in. I know that I usually ended up being the mom that would like just sweat and then abandon everything that I needed to do out of stress. So total props to her. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, so little sneak peek of what's to come you guys on this episode. But before we go there, let's kick off our highs and lows. Yeah. Um, well, my highs and lows both happen today. Um, so it's Monday, February 1st right now. Um, and the ki- the kindergartners and first graders are starting to go to school four days a week for a second mm-hmm. semester starting today. So my son, my little kindergartner, got to go to school this morning. His sister stayed home. Um, so that was a really like a big day for this house. So my high is that He got to go to school and I got to have some one-on-one daughter time. Like we got to have a girl day, a girl morning. Um, We like went, I had to do some like returns from Christmas. And so we did like a little bit of shopping and got breakfast together and came home. And then we were home for like 20 minutes. And then I get a call from my husband and then the low happens. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, hey, how's your girl day going? I was like, oh, good. We're having fun. He's like, oh, good. Well, because it's about to end. And I was like, what? (laughs) First, I was like, ooh, what are you like? He never can get off work early. Like, that's not a thing for his job. But I was immediately like, ooh, is he coming home or something? He's like, oh, because our son just threw up at school and he's in the office. And I was like, what? Like, no. So poor guy, I go to school to pick him up and he's in the nurse office just like, so upset of course because puking at school is the worst and so embarrassing and like that's his first time being sick at school so traumatizing but um he's fine uh yeah I don't know he was just eating lunch and like threw up all over himself so he was in like borrowed clothes just sitting there but he um he is like the palest child in existence like see-through so when he gets upset he like blushes really which i i blush and blotch pretty easily too but um he like had this big blotchy rash looking thing on the back of his neck so the nurse is like talking to me about oh it could be allergies like it could be all these things and i was like i think he's just upset and embarrassed like i think he'll be okay um so by the time we got home he's like completely back to himself but because of covid protocols he has to stay out of school tomorrow also and be 24 hours um symptom free before he can go back so 
So the two girl days are not happening this week. But okay, least... didn't this something similar happen with a stuffy nose? Like when it was supposed to be like your big both kids in school, uh-huh. oh, and yeah. then somebody got a stuffy nose. <laughs> Why does this happen? Well, I don't know, man. And really, because I, I, Michael is just like the biggest, like. I'm going to say it, like, happiness cock blocker ever, because even when he was, like, a newborn, I swear to God, and this is a lot of information, but anytime, like, the kids would be down, and, like, my husband and I would even just, like, give each other the look, you know, or, like, try to kiss or anything, he would cry and wake up. Like, (laughs) no joke. So, he just, like, wasn't ready for today, I guess. Oh, man. (laughs) So, yeah, so it's been a roller coaster here, but luckily, he's fine. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't be laughing about it, and I'd be worried, but he's fine, and we're all good, but good. Good. <laughs> maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, yep. We'll try again next week. <laughs> oh man! Hopefully Piper doesn't throw up from whatever. Yeah. What do you think he threw up? Just like I kids don't... just throw up sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. If, yeah, he just was eating normal lunch. Yeah, nothing weird at all. So I have no idea. But well, oh, well. just to cancel that girl day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I will go ahead with mine. Let's see. My high is, I guess, just going to be that enrollment officially opened for everyone for the brand you strategy. So I do think it's a high because I've been working really hard on it and I'm really excited about it. And, you know, we've done the beta test groups. I'm almost done with my second beta test group. We have one more meeting. And so I've got a lot of feedback and I've been perfecting and tweaking and fixing and changing and Da, 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 da. just like mm. I'm just like okay it's out there now and I mean I still have time to like tweak because it's enrollment will be open for a little while but I'm just like okay it's out there people can sign up for it and just like what if no one signs up like this is my heart out there on the line mm. and I just I'm trying not to get into that mindset because you know I just that's not a good way to look at it I'm gonna yeah. sell out it's, there's going to be a wait list. It's going to be amazing. So grab your spot before it's yeah. too late. <laughs> it just launched uh, on the 31st. So just a few days ago by the time you guys hear this. So hopefully there's spots left. Yeah. That's the mindset I'm going to have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a huge risk putting yourself out there. And that is such a, I mean, a program straight from your heart. There's so yes. much of you in it. So I totally understand being nervous. But as someone who's gone through your program, it's amazing. It's so worth the time and money and energy. Like it, you've got something that works, something really special. So I have total high hopes for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I need to hear that. And I love seeing how it is working on you too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to try to take like a couple deep breaths get everything organized and just truck along because there's some other big things rolling out that I was not expecting to be rolling out so quickly. (laughs) So (laughs) here we go. Buckle up. Okay. My low, I think my low for this week is going to be Nora related. So I have just had a lot of like stress and anxiety on my plate recently. And I, you know, like when you're starting to get burned out, you get irritated by things a lot easier. And so I've just have been like, not the best mom I can be. I feel like my patience is pretty thin, Mm -hmm. which is not a good combination when you have a two and a 
two and a half year old who likes to ask a lot of questions or repeat herself over and over and over again until you acknowledge that she's talking. You guys all know what I'm talking about. So I just have been finding myself kind of like snapping like, okay, or like, I already told you or, you know, just like nothing mean, but just like not as patient as I would like to be as a mom recently. And I'm well aware of it. And I'm trying to work on it. Like every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better tomorrow. Like I can do better tomorrow. But now Nora's starting to tell me if I raise my voice at her sometimes when it's uncalled for, (laughs) I didn't do anything, mommy. And it is the most heartbreaking. It just takes me back. Like, you're right. You didn't do anything. Mommy should not have raised her voice at you. I'm sorry. Mommy's just stressed out right now. Or like, it's literally heart shattering. So just those little, I didn't do anything. It's just like, you're right. You didn't. But she also says that when she has done something. <laughs> That's where I thought this was going to go. <laughs> yeah. So even then she uses that. So not so heart shattering in those instances. <laughs> but yeah, leave it to my girl to just like bring me back to perspective and help. She just constantly helps me do better, which I feel like is a lot on a kid. But she just like, that's just who she is. That's just, like, what she was put here to do is to, like, make people better. And I'm just obsessed with her. <sighs> so, that's, awesome. that's the low. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I can just imagine <laughs> that, how that goes. My, I'm, to be fair, my kids have definitely been there. And I, it's like the older they get, the louder you get, <laughs> I feel like. Because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, you guys don't listen if I don't yell. And I've gotten the, why are you so mad? And I was like... I'm not even mad. You're just not listening. Like I have no reason to be yelling except no one listens to me when I talk. Yeah. Yeah. We started talking about like raising our voice. Like the other day we were driving somewhere and it was pouring down rain and I was trying to pay attention to my GPS and she was just being super naughty. I can't remember what she was saying, but she was saying it over and over and over again. And I was trying to be patient. Like, okay, sweetie. Oh, I was driving and she wanted me to hand her something. Okay, sweetie. I can't hand you that right now. I'm driving. And just would not stop. And she was getting louder. And I just raised my voice. So I was like, Nora, I cannot help you with that. I'm driving. And she was like, mommy. And I was like, yeah, mommy just raised her voice at you because you weren't listening. Sometimes when we don't listen, mommy has to raise their voice. Yeah. I tried to like explain it, but it was just, yeah, I still, you still feel bad, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Well, the fact that she was like, shocked that you raised her voice at her I think means that you're doing something right thanks (laughs) (laughs) my kids like yelled at from the womb I think so (laughs) no (laughs) yeah okay well now that that's out there it's like let the mom guilt go (laughs) let's welcome on our guest for the show so our guest for today is an Emmy Award-winning news broadcaster. She was most recently seen working as a reporter and a fill-in news anchor in San Francisco, California. And after being career-obsessed for nearly a decade, she got pregnant in January 2020, right before the pandemic, and moved to Washington. We all know what happens next. COVID-19 came in and changed the game for all of us. And it's been quite the journey for her not working and having 
a baby and she's here to kind of talk to us about how she's getting through all of that. We're going to be talking in this episode about discomfort and excitement of learning new things and just kind of juggling career life, mom life, and all the fun that the pandemic has added to it. So let's welcome Allie to the show right after this quick break. Hey, Boss Lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. We are rolling out a new segment where we'll be highlighting Boss Ladies in our community by running an ad for your business. The transition to parenthood can be rough on a relationship. Attend a Gottman Bringing Baby Home workshop to strengthen your relationship, reduce conflict, and increase intimacy. Use code BOSSLADY for 10% off the workshop. Registration and more information can be found at holdencounseling.com. That's H-O-L-D-E-N counseling.com. If you're interested in us promoting you on our show, send us an email and let's get bossy. Hi, Allie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are really excited to talk to you today. We're going to dig into discomfort and excitement about learning new things, and we cannot wait to hear your perspective on this. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me today. So before we dig in, um, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady, tell us everything. Yeah, so my name is Allie Wolf. I am a new mom and I am also a broadcast journalist currently taking a break and kind of venturing into um, focusing on being a mom first and foremost. Right now, my daughter's five months old and also kind of launching my own, um, uh, I guess you can call it a side hustle and kind of at home business as we're all at home right now during this pandemic and just kind of exploring a very interesting transition in life as a mother and also professionally. Yeah, big changes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and all during a pandemic, which is very challenging, I can imagine. And so that's kind of why we wanted to have you on to talk about some of these things because pregnancy during a, pr- a pandemic, I cannot even imagine becoming a mom, career pivot, starting over. And just trying new things can all be really uncomfortable and exciting. So we want to hear how you're kind of navigating through some of these things. Because you also did a big move as well, right? Yeah, I guess I'm kind of an extreme person where I just decide I'm just change everything all at once. (laughs) So so really just in, so I was um, a TV news anchor and reporter and kind of worked my way up in that for uh, almost a decade after college. And then um, I got married in the spring of 2019, and I was working in San Francisco for a TV station there. And then my husband and I decided first that we're going to move to the Seattle area, and he has a job up here in tech. And so we decided to move. And then, and then I got pregnant, and then I decided to take a break from work before getting pregnant. And then we moved into our home in actually February, just around this time of last year. And then it wasn't even a month later that COVID hit and it all started right here in our area. And so, yeah, everything kind of happened at once. So it was a big process over the course of the last year of just kind of figuring it all out um, and learning along the way. So it's been quite a year. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk a little bit about the unique experience of being pregnant and having a baby during quarantine. So especially with Seattle area being like a hub for COVID, that had to be pretty terrifying, like just moving here, being pregnant, and then finding out about all of this. Can you share some of like the lessons that you've learned during this time and just your experience with becoming a mom during all of this? Yeah, well, I will say in the beginning of pregnancy, as any mom knows, you know, you're feeling the worst, but you also can't tell anybody that you're pregnant, or at least I didn't until I was about 20 weeks or maybe closer to 12 weeks for friends and family. So, you know, you're feeling horrible. And then this pandemic is happening. And then, you know, kind of going through the stages of that mental shift that you're making as becoming a mom, and then the stress of the pandemic. So, Really, I think this pandemic has been so stressful for anyone, whether you have kids or you have an underlying condition or you're just a person in the world dealing with it. I think that um, being pregnant in the beginning here in this area was just a lot of fear because we didn't know how it affected pregnant women. And we didn't know really much about it at all. We didn't even know how it was spreading. So that was um, the big challenge for me. And um I know I'm veering off a little bit, but I think that, you know, the big thing was the unknown. And I think that kind of my overarching theme of it is just embracing the unknown and just kind of being okay with that and saying, okay, I don't know what my next career move is going to be yet. I don't know what being a mom is going to be like. And just kind of saying that's life. It's just an extreme version of, you know, (laughs) all of these situations. But um, that was a big lesson for me. And I think it's something that is a good lesson just moving forward. Yeah, that's, I can't, like, my things, I cannot imagine going through all these changes, even with nothing in my life changing except the pandemic. Like, yeah. it's been so hard. So having a baby, I know that there are still people, like, I have some friends that are pregnant, go, about to give birth. It's still a pandemic a year later. Do you have any advice to offer for people who are kind of going through that right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, well, number one, I think that it's going to be stressful no matter what. I think that it is something that's just overwhelming if you're becoming a mom or if you're going through it a second time. I know I have friends right now going through it for their second and it's still really hard. So I say just try to just stay calm, but also stay informed. And so that's my thing. I mean, being somebody who is a journalist, you know, I had to tell myself to slow down and not watch as much news. But I think that it's really important to just stay up to date on what's going on and, you know, having really good sources of information. And then also just with the pregnancy, um, really just getting good information about what to expect. I know for me, it was a big question of, am I going to have to push a baby out with a mask on and um, let alone what's that moment going to be like, but you know, Who's going to be in the room? Am I going to have to wear other protective gear? What are my doctors and nurses going to be wearing? And what's it going to be like in the hospital room? So um, as far as my experience goes, um, I was allowed one person and just two people. And I think just the big thing is, you know, I don't know any other scenario, but you can't have anybody coming and going. You know, you can't have your significant other leaving the hospital. You can't have visitors. And so I think it's just a bit of an isolating experience. Um, sorry, pause. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you want to keep this in or not, but we have my baby's in the backseat right now and she's just whining a little bit, but (laughs) it's mom life. But yeah, no, I think that, you know, the transition into mom life can be 
isolating a little bit also when you maybe are the only one of your friends who has a baby or just in general. Um, so yeah, being a mom in general and kind of making that transition, I think can be an isolating experience. And when you're going through it with the pandemic, of course you can have your partner or maybe, you know, a close friend, family member, a mother there with you. But I think going through it with the pandemic and having to stay home and deal with the fear just makes it even more stressful. So yeah, I just think, you know, being informed and knowing what to expect um, and just trying to enjoy the moment as much as you can. Yeah, the fear thing is huge. I mean, already when you're becoming a new mom, it's terrifying. Everything is so amplified and big and scary. And so to add a pandemic on that, I just, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you poor mamas who have to deal with that because even having like a two-year-old, the pandemic freaks me out so much. And then also just picking up your life and moving to a new area. We did that when my daughter was six months old and it was the most isolating, challenging experience I ever went through. And that wasn't during a pandemic. Yeah. And I think that's a big challenge is I didn't move here with a built-in social network either. And so I think that it was a challenge to connect with other new moms. I think one of the biggest challenges is feeling that connection and feeling like you're part of a community when you just have to kind of create it from the ground up when you move somewhere new. So what I found that helped me really well was through my doctor, we had virtual classes with other pregnant women and their partners in the area. And so we met kind of, I think it was once a month and then once every two weeks. And so also virtual groups where it's a next best thing, I think, to being with a group of people is just getting together on video chat. And um, when you start looking, there's just a lot of amazing resources now. And I think especially everyone's getting really creative because we're all learning Zoom and Skype and figuring out how to be together and stay connected. So whatever you're going through in parenthood and whether it's pregnancy or becoming a mom, um, you can still feel connected throughout the experience. So that's what helped me. And it really did help a lot. Yeah, I think it's important to find your people because like we moved here to be closer to family, but it was like, we had a six month old. My husband just completely changed careers. I completely had to restart my business from scratch in the new area with a six month old move into the house. And we like, you know, took that whole year trying to meet people, but really focusing on getting our life back together. And we were like, 2020 is going to be our year to really make friends and get out there. And then the <laughs> pandemic happened and we were like, oh my gosh, like we, we've only been here for a year. We don't know anyone but family that now we can't even see. Like it just is so, so lonely. But like you're saying with all the virtual stuff now, it does make it way easier to find connections and sometimes even easier than like pre-pandemic because as a mom with a new kid it's hard to get out of the house a lot of the time so it's like you're telling me I can socialize and stay inside like I'm here for it yeah <laughs> yeah I know I tell my husband I think it's the best and the worst time to be a new parent because you don't have that FOMO where you're at home 
And you're mm-hmm. like, I can't go do all these things because I have a baby. But then again, you are at home. And so you're not, you know, we haven't been able to spend as much time with our family or our friends. And most of our family and friends have not met our baby, which is really, really a sad thing. And grandparents yeah. and all of that. So, you know, there's definitely a perk to it. And just to say positive, I mean, even for a baby shower, if I were to have a baby shower, I wouldn't have maybe a big group of people coming up here to the Seattle area, but we did it virtually. And so we were able to have a lot of family members um, join us on video chat. So there was a perk to it, but it's definitely a challenge too. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So we kind of want to pivot the conversation just a bit to talk a little bit about your history, because just from the brief connection that we've had with you and what we've been able to learn about you so far, you have a really exciting history and we really want to learn more. So can you tell us about your career as a broadcaster and just what some of your experiences were in that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I first started dating my husband, he's like, I've never met a TV news reporter before. It's just not a job that, you know, you don't meet very many of them walking down the street. But um, so Yeah. So right out of college, I knew this was what I wanted to do. And so I kind of hit the ground running. I had internships throughout college in local TV stations in the San Francisco Bay Area. And then my first job out of college was I was a TV news writer. So it's like Anchorman. I like to say my first job was in San Diego, (laughs) which is where Anchorman was. But I was the one who was writing the uh, words that the anchors say. So the words that go into the teleprompter. So that's how I started. And then I just worked my way up from there. I then moved up and became a producer. So kind of more writing behind the scenes stuff. And then I moved to New York City and worked for a tiny TV station in New York. And I was reporting and carrying a camera around uh, all around New York and driving a car throughout in snow. And there was Hurricane Sandy at that time. And then I moved oh to gosh. Sacramento. Yes, that was a wild situation. And then I moved to Sacramento and I was a reporter. And then I became a, the weekend news anchor. And um, then I moved to San Francisco and I continued to report and I was a fill-in anchor there as well. And throughout the course of that whole experience, I've got to cover some really, really incredible, um, a lot of heavy, dark stories. I mean, too many crime scenes to count. I covered a big serial killer case, um, but I also covered a lot of happy human interest stories. Um, got to cover presidential visits and really just had a really amazing experience to learn so much along the way. Um, and it, it was hard to step away from it, but, um, but I'm really proud of what I've done. And I think that it was definitely a career where you have to go all in. Mm-hmm. And so it was, uh, it would have been a challenge to be a mother and also have that career and people do it. People definitely do it and they're able to juggle that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I just decided that I needed to step away for a bit. Um, and it turned out to be a good decision through COVID. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's so, that first of all, it just sounds like such a glamorous, like interesting job. I think it's yeah. really funny that, I, I mean, I think we're all really familiar with like our local news anchors and their faces that we see every day, multiple times a day. And we're so familiar with like those specific people. But like you said, I've never met another reporter ever. And if you think about it, I mean, there's not really that many 
yeah percentage of the population so it's real it's so funny that you can feel like you know you know a lot (laughs) about the few but you don't really get to know that many people which I think is really cool yeah yeah no it is a unique career path but I, I think that the thing about it is that it's amazing that the people that watch you every day they feel really connected to you but the bad part of that career is that when you mess up, you know, all of us mess up at work. Sometimes maybe you just kind of didn't do as great as you wanted to do, or you actually make a mistake. Well, that's all in public. So that is the challenge of it, but it really is an amazing career. It's just one that you're kind of always on. Even when I was on vacation, I was still kind of on and I'd always be looking for my next story to cover. And it was just as exhausting as it was exhilarating. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like just the whole like makeup of that career has kind of set you up for like motherhood during a crazy time just because taking things that are thrown at you, having to be on and you know hold yourself together even when things are scary or hard or messy. It it seems like that was a really good foundation as you make your journey into motherhood. Yeah, I think that it was a great uh foundation to know how to multitask to think three steps ahead to have a deadline to learn to function on no sleep that's a big Mm -hmm. one Um, but yeah no I think it was a it was a really good um being a tv news journalist was a great preparation for motherhood but I think also uh it made it really challenging because I was used to doing 50 things at once and especially becoming a mother during this pandemic, I had to slow down. And it, it was really a, a big, big test is mm-hmm. test to learn how to slow down and to learn to be okay with a day where I just didn't accomplish much and a day where I just thought, I don't really feel good. And um, maybe it was during pregnancy and I didn't really do much through the day and it was quarantine or maybe, you know, taking care of a baby where you just changed a bunch of diapers and talked to a baby all day. And, you know, maybe you did one thing that was productive, but kind of learning that it's okay to not do 50 things all the time. Um, That's been the biggest challenge and lesson. And I think just for everybody during COVID too, you know, it's kind of forced us all to slow down and to just kind of, reevaluate everything. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is hard. I remember at the beginning of quarantine because so my daughter's two and a half now. And so at the beginning of quarantine when everyone was like, oh, we're stuck at home. And I was kind of like, this is kind of how my life is as a mom at home. Like it's not that much different. As we got further into the pandemic though, I was like, okay, this isn't really like this is a little bit more intense than at home mom life. But also, you know, going from no kids to kid, stuck at home, new life, new everything. It was kind of like, hey, everybody else, welcome to the struggle. Like, this is what we go through as moms. Um, But it is, I mean, it's hard for everyone. And especially with kids at home, it's just an extra level of challenge. (laughs) Yes, it's, I think that it's, it's, the pandemic has been terrible. And obviously devastating and scary for so many reasons but I think it's also you know it is kind of a good thing to to stop and you know to reevaluate everything I mean on a positive note you know it's my husband's able to be home and spend time with the baby and I think that you know while I don't want to say that there's good to come of the pandemic because it's so so terrible um 
you know, I think that you have to kind of learn to find positives in negative situations. And so, you know, I think that's also been a good lesson too, is, you know, my husband was able to see the baby roll over and things like that. So, so yeah, it's good lessons to learn and yeah, good time to kind of figure out what's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that we should feel like guilty or anything about finding those positive things because that's kind of how we're getting through it. But yes. if we're able to, yeah, get something positive from this, then that's amazing. That's all we could really ask for because we don't have a choice in the matter. So yeah, might as well make the best out of it. I know it's yeah been really weird and difficult here, but at the same time, everyone has had to just stop. And when you're like stripped down to the bare like minimum especially just like socializing when you are just at home with just your husband and kids or whoever you're living with i i mean you figure out what's really important pretty quickly yes no i totally agree and i think that it's also one of those things where you know when i was going through pregnancy you know i was so grateful that i had a healthy baby and i was so great and it's like you don't want to complain because you know that there's people in such worse situations than you but that doesn't mean that you can't just feel crappy and that you just that you can just kind of give yourself permission to feel that way and you're an individual and you can feel that way while still feeling bad for everything else that's going on and i think that yeah, I definitely had those moments of, it's okay, at least I'm having a new baby during a pandemic. But then again, you know, you can still feel how you want to feel because it's a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Well, back to your career because yeah. I just one, I could talk to you about that all day because it's just sure. so exciting. But, but it, so if we were talking to someone interested in getting into like a really competitive career like that, do you have any advice for someone? Yes. Oh my gosh, I do. So I think that, um, I think that it can be intimidating when you look at somebody's career. And I remember I used to be obsessed with looking at people's bios and just kind of like their LinkedIn or like how they got there. And I think it can be intimidating to see these impressive people who have the jobs that you want to have. But I think that it's important to remember everyone started somewhere. So, you know, in my situation, I just started as an intern and I was willing to walk in the door and get paid nothing, but just to observe and kind of be a sponge and and kind of soak up all the information I could get. So I think my biggest advice is put yourself in the environment that you want to be in, even if you are doing the lowest level thing you could be doing. Um, I mean, probably not going to benefit too much from getting coffee for the person (laughs) whose job you want, but I'd say get yourself in a situation where you can learn little bits of it. So, you know, even if it's the tiniest thing every day, if you can be learning more or just soaking up how this workplace works, um, I think that that's really beneficial because then, well, you can put that on your resume and then from there you can make that next step and the next step. And I think that, you know, I didn't start out knowing people up the ranks. I really had to go from the ground up and I think it just really helped to get in the room. Um, So that would be my biggest advice, you know, whether it be a career in news or something entertainment related, or, you know, a lot of people now pursuing things on social media and that's kind of, with my pivot, I've had to start over on social media and didn't feel good to start out with zero followers, but then you just grow. And so whatever it is, I think you just kind of have to grow a little bit more every day and just be in the environment you want to be in. Yeah. I think I'm just like a huge believer and you're not going to be seen if you don't put yourself out there. 
And that's the first step is just going and putting yourself out there. And, you know, if you kind of look at the analogy of social media and having like the zero followers, it doesn't really matter as long as you're connecting with the right people. If you have 10 followers, but they're all the right people who are going to get value from you, you're going to get value from them. That's all that matters because you're putting yourself out there. I love that you said that. I think we all need to think that way a little bit more. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think that as I've kind of pivoted, you know, you put a lot of times we put our identity so much with our career. And, you know, when I introduce myself to people, it's like, this is me, I'm Allie, and I am a journalist or whatever you are. And I think it's, it's hard to separate yourself from that. But I think it's good to do that. And then to, you know, explore whatever you want to explore, whether you're building from the ground up from the start or you're pivoting something new I think it's it's good to get yourself out there and just jump in because you know in my case switching from this career where I had accomplished so much to oh now I'm gonna do something more on the mommy space and and more on social media at first you know I was a little embarrassed or, or wondering what other people in who I used to work with or people who know me are gonna think and then one day I just said you know what who cares? I'm just going to do me and, you know, see where this goes. And I think that was also a big lesson too. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us about what you're doing now in the mommy space? Give, give us a little insight yeah. into what your career looks like now. Yeah. Well, so I'm still very, very early in exploring um, kind of this next phase of my career, but I just had my daughter five months ago. And now that I'm getting sleep, I'm able to <laughs> focus more. So during pregnancy, um, you know, I remember sitting there with my husband and, and wishing there was something that could help make decisions and help keep me on track. You know, I'm so into organization and I've always been very into, you know, to-do lists and planners and all of that. And so I started making these big checklists and planners for everything related to pregnancy. And then once I had the baby, I did some for um, new moms as well. And so I, I basically, I made planners and I use them for myself and it's everything basically that you need to do and the decisions that you need to make along the way. So by each trimester and for postpartum and then actually daily, monthly, weekly schedules and everything like that. So I basically made them all in PDFs and now I'm selling them on Etsy and um, just trying to help other moms. You know, I use kind of my journalism research to kind of sort through all of the information and really remove a lot of the noise because that's what I felt was overwhelming was, you know, you go on Pinterest, you go on uh, Instagram and you get all this information, but you know, how much of it is really good, credible information from good sources. And so that's what I'm trying to do is just kind of make it less stressful and kind of streamline the process. Because I think that like we're saying at the beginning, it's very stressful to go through pregnancy when you're a first time parent and not know where to turn. So I've been doing that and it's been, it's been really good so far. I've gotten some good response and just kind of getting it off the ground. It's been really exciting. Yeah, when you told us about that, I was like, what's a pregnancy planner? I went and looked through everything that you're doing. I'm like, where was this when I was pregnant? This is so amazing. There was nothing like this that I could find. I just had to use a notebook. Then it got overwhelming because I had to figure out what it was I needed to figure out. So I think you're really meeting like a huge calling for what women need out there. Thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't at first I had to make sure that I wasn't going to put all this effort in 
and make something that people didn't want because I knew I wanted it. I just mm-hmm. didn't know if others wanted it. And so I've gotten some good feedback that people do want this. And, you know, I've done some baby shower planners as well. And that's cool. been really cool because it's for virtual baby showers, which a lot of people nice. are doing right now. And so, yeah, it's been really great. And it's been great to try to use social media to connect with people and get feedback. And I think that's what's so great about this world we live in right now and especially this moment where we're all at home on our phones and computers is that we can have that two-way conversation where you're going to put something out into the world but you can get direct feedback immediately which has been pretty cool well i have to say that i think the most like brilliant way to start like a business or a side hustle or whatever is by looking at what you need because Mm -hmm. you cannot be the only person out there that has that need. And that's just such a like organic way to come up with an idea and fine tune it through what you need. And I I think that's amazing. And I'm so excited about the planner idea. First of all, because we are big planner fans Mm -hmm. over here. Yeah. Nothing like that existed when I had kids either. And I just think that's such a, such an important need to fill. Yeah, no, it's been really great to to kind of make them and to kind of be a little artsy and, and be creative, but in a different way. So I've been really enjoying it. And the great thing about it, too, with technology now is that you can just download it at home. So when you get the planner, you know, they're a lot less expensive because it's just a file. And then you can print it at home instead of um, waiting for it to be shipped to you. So and so, yeah. it can grow with your with your daughter as she grows. You can, you know, have checklists and planners for all different stages of life. I mean, this could be like a really long, lucrative project. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. I started it in December, um, mid-December. And so now what is it in the beginning of February? So I started with one planner and then I've added and now I have 49 variations of them. up on oh, my head. oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's been really fun. And, you know, I just do it during nap time. And so we'll see when I get more time what I can do um, and where it goes. That's awesome. Yeah. So what advice could you offer for someone, maybe a new mom or just anyone kind of breaking out of their former career and starting a side hustle? Um, Well, I'd say first off, um, because I definitely consider this a side hustle. It's not my job at this point or anything like that. I mean, really, I'm full time taking care of my daughter. And so I think my first tip is, you know, you can focus on your baby and and give yourself that time if you have it. So don't put too much pressure on yourself to all of a sudden build this huge business in three months and on no sleep. So I'd say when you're ready though, like you said, find a problem and first make sure, you know, you don't want to put all this energy towards something that isn't necessarily going to turn into something. So you kind of want to just see what the problem is and what you're providing and then kind of make a game plan. I know I, kind of mapped it out. And at first it was a website. It was something I was thinking was a website. And I had to go through that process um, to decide that I wanted to actually do printouts. So I think that make a plan. And when you start, be open to, to kind of pivoting your plan and seeing where it takes you. And then also, I think that the biggest thing with, I'm very impatient. I want everything to happen right now. And I know probably a lot of people are like that (laughs) when you start something. And I think it's just being patient and that just, you know, knowing that if, if today you got maybe, you know, 
two new followers and you did two pages on whatever you're doing, that's still a successful day. And everything is, I call my, uh, my planner shop is called baby steps, but everything literally is baby steps and it's going to, things start out really slow. And I think that that's been a lesson for me because I just want everything to happen right now. Oh my gosh, you're speaking to my soul. I'm I'm dealing with that right now. And I'm just like driving myself to the ground trying to do all the things at once between business and mom life. And yeah, I feel that so much. (laughs) Baby steps. I love it. Yes. Yes. My husband and I would say to each other all the time, baby steps. And so I'm like, you know what? This is going to be called baby steps. That's that's our motto. We'll stick to it. Yeah, that's so cute. That's perfect. I really yeah. love that so much. All right. So with all of the changes and becoming a mother during the pandemic, just totally pivoting your career, finding this new passion project, how do you deal with all of the discomfort that comes along with everything that you've been learning? Yeah, I think it's putting it in perspective. I'm really into writing things down. Um, I think that kind of stopping and, you know, celebrating what you've done so far and looking back and thinking, wow, I was there three weeks ago and now I'm here. So I think that it's uncomfortable to, to be in a position where you're not where you want to be. And I think that you just have to celebrate those small victories along the way. And I think also the discomfort of learning something new can feel kind of weird where it's exciting, but also, you know, being a beginner is not always fun. And so just kind of telling yourself that's okay and you know whatever happens happens and I think that um just being open and flexible to what's what's to come is important mindset 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 yeah definitely awesome well that brings us to our final question so if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady what would it be Um, I think that my biggest piece of advice is that it's the balance isn't always going to be equal. I think that we think that we can have go to work and come home and have the equal time with our kids. I think sometimes we're going to need to put more energy and effort into being a mom. And sometimes we'll have, you know, I'm telling myself later, I'll have more time for my career. So I think that, you know, you can have both and you can have it all, so to speak, but just sometimes you have to put more into one than the other. And I think that's been a big lesson for me and one that I'm, I'm finally at peace with and knowing that, you know, right now it's about baby, but you know what, the, the boss part of it is going (laughs) to come more in the future as well. So I think, I think that balance is in 50, 50. Yeah. And it sounds like you're doing an amazing job at that and the transition and everything. So keep it up because it's really inspiring to hear your journeys and experiences through all this. Way to go. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So before we let you go, we're going to do our favorite segment of the show, which is our hot mess moment. So we've all had those times where we've been a total hot mess. This is your chance to share an embarrassing confession about a time you've been a total hot mess. Yes. So I thought of this one ahead of time and I think it's pretty good. So this is a hot mess moment because it's, it's my best one. So, um, during pregnancy, you know, during the pandemic, we're all limiting our grocery shopping. And so I would go and do one big trip to the grocery store. So this was that big trip. I had a full cart of groceries and I got to the front of the line with my mask on and everything. I think I even had rubber gloves on and I go to find my wallet to pay and I left my wallet at home. So I had a 
huge cart of groceries and I was mortified. I felt my whole face flush and turn red. Um, and so I had to, they had to hold the groceries and I drove so fast home and back. <laughs> so that was That's a hot nice. mess pregnancy brain moment. <laughs> That's oh, nice. They held the groceries for you to have to do it all over again. <laughs> I know I couldn't. Put, well, it would have been more effort to put them all away because there was a lot of gross. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, hopefully, I mean, were you far enough along where you were like obviously pregnant? Well, I was wearing a big jacket, so it was winter. Okay. So I had yeah. to say, "Oh, have you ever heard of pregnancy brain?" It was yeah. <laughs> young guy who was like, "Oh, okay." He's like, <laughs> "Oh, ew, I don't want to hear about it." <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, "Okay, better just move along, move along." <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, that pregnancy break can really get you. But that's a good thing about pregnancies. You can blame everything on something to do with the pregnancy, like pregnancy brain or hormones yep. or <laughs> it's the baby. Yeah. The baby's hungry. <laughs> exactly. It's a good excuse. And now it's like the dads can use it, use it now that they have the baby and my husband's enjoying the dad excuse. But yeah, yeah. definitely use the babies for an excuse when you can. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. I am just so excited to hear about you and your life and then what's to come for you and what's happening next. It just sounds like you have some really exciting things ahead of you. So we will be staying tuned to see what you do. Thank you guys. This was really fun to chat with you guys. So I appreciate you having me on. Of course. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and how they can support your business? Yeah, my new Instagram for the planners is at babysteps.xyz. And my Etsy, I wrote it down, what is it? Etsy is The Baby Steps. So I believe if you just type in Etsy The Baby Steps, it will pop up. And yeah, those are my two places. I also do Pinterest and it's under uh, Baby Steps as well. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so, so much. And we will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay, stay bossy. bossy.